Good evening, church. Good evening, church. You guys can take your seats. You guys can take your seats. Woo! Uh, as Kayla said, I am very loud, so you can hear me before you can see me. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, it's called the, the amplifier. I got an amplifier in my throat, the Lord that blessed me. Uh, who needs a mic? I'm joking, I need a mic. <laughs> um, come on. Tonight, I get the honor and privilege to share with you guys the Word of God. Um, but before we do that, let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you that tonight that you have prepared a word for your people, God. Thank you, Lord God, that it is going to be a nourishing word, God. Thank you, God, that it's not just going to be an inspiring word, but it's going to be a convicting word, God. Lord God, that it's going to work. It's going to be a word that takes that moves people from point A to point B, God. That's going to move. Pe that's going to move your kingdom forward in Jesus' name, God. Thank you, Lord God, and I pray that the spirit of salvation is in this place, Lord God. I pray that you you are preparing the hearts and soils, the soils of people's hearts right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 Church, I'm excited. We are on week three of our vision series this legacy month come on it's so exciting and just to give you a quick recap week one our lead pastors they they shared an amazing incredible vision for our church which is living with the end in mind that's our vision for 2022 that's what we're running hard for and that's our mission is each one reach one and i'm so excited for it uh it's amazing i'm excited week two we had our lead pastors and Dita, they shared about relationships, about how we need to have friends to our destiny and not friends to our destruction. And this week, week three, Pastor Graham preached a phenomenal message about servanthood and gratitude. If you haven't watched it, make sure during the week that you catch up. And if you don't like this message, go, go watch that one. Go watch that one. I promise it's good. I promise it's good. Um, but yeah, this week, I get the honor and privilege to actually share tonight about serving. Because our vision is living with the end in mind and each one reach one. So if we've each reached one and they're sitting right here in this room, then what do we do? What's the next step? It's to serve them. That is our next step, is to serve them with an attitude of gratitude. And so my sermon for tonight, for all of you guys that are taking notes, uh, please remember that uh, in heaven, as you walk in, they're going to ask you for all your notes. So hopefully you are taking notes in Jesus' name. Come on. <laughs> my, sermon note, uh, my sermon title is Saved People Serve People. Saved People Serve People. People. And serving is one of our values here at View Church. That's what we believe in. We believe it is an honor to serve in God's house. And uh, we choose gratitude over and over. We will not take this for granted. And we celebrate our teams over and over. And I want to take a minute to celebrate our dream team right now. I was in the 6 p.m. huddle. Our dream team is are the best in the business. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. You are a blessing and a special shout out and I'm a, I might be a little bit biased I don't know special shout out to our view rep and our view kids team come on somebody 
our next-gen Dream Teamers are the best. And I, I know maybe I don't say it enough, but I want to say it right here in front of millions and millions. Online is included. Online is included. <laughs> I want to I wanna say thank you. Thank you for serving so hard. Thank you for being a blessing to the next generation. Thank you that these kids have mentors and leaders that they can look up to because you said, hey, I'm willing to put my hand up. Send me Jesus. So thank you. Can we give our Next Gen Dream Teamers a round of applause? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We love them. We love our Dream Teamers. Yeah. And that leads me to my first point, actually, and that's saved people are grateful people. Saved people are grateful people. In Colossians 3 verse 15 to 17, this is what it says. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as, a mem as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it with the name in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And Colossians 2 verse 6 to 7 says, So then, just as you receive Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. Amen. That is good Bible. That is good Bible. See, if our serving isn't coming from an overflow of gratitude, it's not serving. It's a chore. It's a chore. That's what it is. And so our serving needs to come from a place of gratitude where you're saying, God, thank you that you saved me. And you saved me with someone else in mind. So God, I'm going to serve your people. And I thank you, God, that I get to do this, that I'm honored to do this. And we are called to have a spirit of gratitude because when we have a spirit of gratitude, it's a mirror that reflects the goodness of God. Because it's an admission that God is great. That's what, you, that's what you're doing when you're showing gratitude. You're saying, God, you are so great. For if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have the family that you have. God, I thank you because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be studying what I'm studying. God, I th it's an admission of how great God is. So we need to serve from a place of gratitude. We need to have a spirit of gratitude. And it also helps us to put him first in our lives. And when we put him first, we will serve him all the days of our lives. And as we serve him, we serve his people. And this is a good and healthy habit to have is when you're waking up in the morning, just thank him for three things every morning, three different things every morning. And as you start to, to verbally express his goodness and his grace, you will get up in the morning and you will want to serve him. You will want to serve him. And that leads me to our first question. So every point will have question or questions that you guys can answer even right now or you can answer at home. And the first question is, what's the source of your serving? What's the source of your serving? Is gratitude the source of your serving? Or is it that team leader that nags you to be there all the time is the source of your serving? 
What's, who, what's the source of your serving? Question number two, for you is serving a calling or is it a chore? And let's be honest with ourselves as we answer these questions because it will show the reflection of our faith. And it allows us to grow in our faith as we reflect. And that leads me to my second point, which is saved people serve people. It's the title of my sermon, but it's also my second point, that saved people serve people. When God saved you, he saved you with someone else in mind. So let me ask you this question, what on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? And if we go to James, this is how James 2 verse 14 to 16 says it. And this is the message version. I love the message version because it makes it so clear and easy to read. And so if you go to James 2 verse 14 with me, it says, Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, you come up upon an old friend dressed in rags and half-starved and say, good morning, good friend. Be clothed in Christ and be filled by the Holy Spirit and walk away, providing not even a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? That is good Bible. I can already hear, and this goes further on in verse 18, I can already hear one of you agreeing by saying, sounds good, you take care of the faith department, I'll take care of the works department. No, 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 not so fast. You can no more show your works apart from your faith than I can show my faith apart from my works. Faith and works, works and faith, fit together hand in glove hand in glove. What James is trying to tell us in this, in this verse is that we get saved and we're Christians, but without works, without serving, we're not being Christ-like. And while I was preparing this message, I came across a quote that said, preach the gospel at all times and use words if necessary. Use words if necessary. And this got me to, to, to read in this story about a World War II veteran. His name is John Fawkes. He was a pilot in World War II. It's awesome. And so he was flying by and these Nazi anti-aircraft missiles shoot at his plane. And they hit his plane. But luckily he was able to still stay up in the air and he landed safely down. The next morning, he goes up to his crew chief and says, yo, crew chief, I would like one of, the, one of the shells so that I can, you know, as a good luck charm. And the crew chief says, actually, there wasn't just one shell. There was 12 shells that were stuck in your fuel tank, but they did not explode because each of them were empty and all of them had the explosive charge within them had been taken out. And they were empty except for one which was filled with a note written in a Chechen, in, in, in Chechen that said, sorry, that said, this is all we can do for now. See, there was a courageous assembly worker 
that while they were making these shells had taken out the explosive charges and wrote that note and put it in there because he understood he couldn't end the war, but there was something that he could do. This was what he could do. He couldn't do everything, but he could do something. And he did it. See, it's okay to not, it's okay to say you don't have much, but it's not okay to think that God can't use that much. We can't do everything, friends, but we must not do nothing. Saved people serve people. See, I wouldn't be here today if my neighbor didn't decide to each one reach one. If my neighbor hadn't decided, hey, I don't have anything, but I have an invitation. And so they walked up to my house and said, hey, we'd like to invite you to a church that's down the road. And that week we came to church and I walked into kids' church to go pick up my brothers and the Lord was like, this is where you're gonna be for a while. And I, don't, I didn't like kids originally, so, so that, was, that was hilarious of the Lord. Um, so that was, that was fun, that was fun. But because someone said, I, I, I don't have much, but I do have an invitation, and I'm gonna use it, and I'm gonna do something, I get to stand here today and share a message with you. Mark 10, verse 42 to 45 puts it like this. So Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lorded over their people and officials, flaunt their authority over those under them, but among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be a servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Save people, serve people. Another story from World War II. I know, World War II. I'm, I'm a history buffin, I know. There was a church in Strasbourg which was destroyed by the bombings. And these church members went to their church to actually see what the damage looked like. And when they got there, the roof had actually fallen in and um, there was a statue of Jesus in the church that was actually um, uh, made a very long time ago by one of the famous artists um, of that time. And it was an outstretched, outstretched English. Um, it was an outstretched, uh, two outstretched hands of Jesus. So Jesus with his hands stretched out. And so what had happened was when the building was hit by the bombs, the roof caved in and one of the beams fell on the statue and actually cut off the hands of the statue. And so the, one, of the, one of the artists, local artists there went to the guys and said, hey, to the church leadership and said, hey, listen, I would love to actually help you by fixing your statue. And the church leaders were like, listen, we, don't, we actually don't want you to change it because it's such a great illustration that God works through his people, that we are his hands and feet. 
that Jesus chose human hands, imperfect hands, clumsy hands, hands with the least potential for success hands, hands that were least qualified hands, but those were the hands, those are the hands that he chooses to use on this earth. Your hands sitting there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So my question here, you heard it at the beginning, is what on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? And my third point, my third point is, and it might, it might sound a little strange, but I promise it's work with me, work with me. My third point is, don't be a baby. Don't be a baby. I know it sounds strange, but work with me here, yeah, work with me. We're going on a journey. We're going to Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. And it goes, now these are the gifts Christ has given to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Amen. Pastor Andre's job, Matthew's job, Pastor um, Adi's job, Pastor Dieter's job, Pastor Chris's job, my job, the staff's job, Pastor James's job, Pastor Jesse's job is to equip his people to go out and do his work. And it goes to continue in verse 13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Verse 14 then goes on to say, Then you will no longer be like immature, immature like children. Another verse goes, like an infant like babies. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try and trick us with lies so clever like they sound like the truth. Sounds like social media. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does his own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is growing, is healthy and growing and full of love. See, this is the Christian journey. Salvation, when you are born and you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Then sanctification, which means just becoming like Jesus. And then it's service. But some of us are stuck at the infancy stage of our spiritual journey, stuck at the baby phase of our, of our spiritual journey of salvation. Hey, I'm saved. Week in, week out, I'm here, I'm saved. And, and what does a baby do? All a baby does is eat and release. Eat and release. That's all a baby does, eat and release. Any parents in the room know that that's, that's all babies do and cry and complain and some of us can get stuck 
in that infancy phase, that baby phase of our spiritual journey when God calls us to the maturity of, of service. We've been called to be rivers, not reservoirs. Rivers flow. They give life. Reservoirs keep and store for themselves. And some of us are holding on to our time. Some of us are holding on to our talents. Some of us are holding on to our treasures, serving no one, just being consumers not contributors. We're busy being the Dead Sea and not the Red Sea. Let me explain the difference. The Red Sea, they, they both receive from the same source, which is the Jordan River, but the only difference is the, the Red Sea releases what's, what it has received and is healthy and alive. The Dead Sea does not release what it's received and all that is living in it is bacteria and fungi. How many of us are sitting in church receiving from the same source, Jesus, and wonder why you're a dead sea and someone else is the Red Sea? Wonder why someone else's life looks so much more alive than ours. Wonders why someone else's life feels more healthy or looks more healthy than yours. Have you served? Have you released what God has given you? Are you a river giving life or are you a reservoir? Are you the Red Sea or are you the Dead Sea? And that's, that's, my, that's my question. Are you a river or a reservoir? See, God is calling you to the maturity of service and it's in maturity that there is health and love. It says so in Ephesians 16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each body does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love and full of love and this is moving to my last point is you have a part to play you have a part to play a gifted young man with a bright future went to the mission field his salary was very very little a large company wanted him to go work for them and offered him five times his salary as a missionary. And he refused. They said they were, then they offered him 10 times the salary that he was getting as a missionary. Woo! And he refused. They said they would offer him even more money. But the man replied, and this is what's important, the salary is big enough. It is the job that is not. See, when, when you're not serving in the kingdom, the job is not. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things he planned for us long ago. 
Matthew 9 verse 35 says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in synagogues, announcing the good news about the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, and because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. God, we're praying for more workers. God, we're praying for more workers. Miracles happen when our faithfulness interacts with our willingness to serve God. We could see miracles happen every day if we took our faithfulness and we intersected it with our willingness to serve. We could change our whole world if we took our faithfulness and intersected it with the willingness to serve. See, in, in, there's, a, there's, a, there's an account in the Bible of the talents. I'm sure many of us know it where one was given five bags, the other one was given three, and the other one was given one. And they each invested their, their talents, their, their gold, except for one. It is dead and dying. It was Sive's birthday yesterday, guys. Happy birthday, Sive. Happy birthday, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so the first one invested it and got double. The second one invested it and got double. The last one dug and hid the money in the earth and did nothing with it. And when the master came back and asked for an account, an account of what he had given them, the second one got back, the first one got there and said, hey, master, I've doubled mine. Second one got there, hey, master, I doubled mine. And the last one said, hey, hey, master, I heard that, I, I, I know that you are a harsh man, a harsh master. And I thought that, that if I, 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 I took a step of faith, I thought that if I'd served God, I, I, I didn't know what would happen. I, I feared that I would lose it and that you would be angry with me. And so I did nothing with it. Dr. B.J. Miller says, it is a great deal easier to do that which God gives us to do, no matter how hard it is, than it is to face the responsibility of not doing it. If you don't know what part you need to play, join us for Growth Track. Every Tuesday of every month, you can sign up today. In any one of the leagues, sign up today. Because it is a great deal easier to do that which God has given us to do than it is to face the responsibility of not doing it. Because can I tell you something, church? The day is coming 
sooner than most of us think or believe where the Lord Savior, where our Lord and Savior is gonna come back and He's gonna ask you and ask you to give an account for what you did with the assignment that He gave you, with the gifts that He gave you, with the talents that He gave you, with the treasure that He gave you, with the time that He gave you. He's gonna ask you to give an account for it, you and me. And I don't know about you, but when I give my account, I only want one reply, Jesus. And that's well done, my good and faithful servant. Not because I worked for man, not because I, I, I was trying to get favor from man, but because I was faithful to him. And my faith intersected with my willingness to serve and I moved and served in his house because I believe it is an honor to serve in God's house and I didn't take it for granted and I garnered the applause of heaven question what words will you be hearing when he gets back and asks you for an account what words will you be hearing So if you remember back to point number three, I took you on the, 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 the Christian journey, salvation, sanctification, and service. But the first one is salvation. And majority of the people in this room, maybe you've made that decision. You've asked God to be your Lord and to be your Savior. But there's other people in the room that haven't asked him to be the Lord and Savior, haven't started that spiritual journey yet. And right now, I actually wanna give you that opportunity to do that so that you can take part in the blessing of serving, the blessing of being faithful to God through service. So right now, with, the, with everybody's eyes closed, Romans 10 verse 10 says, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So right now, that's what we're gonna do for some of us in the room. We're gonna start that journey. So everybody's eyes are closed. It's just you, me, and Jesus. If you're wanting to start that spiritual journey, if you wanna participate in the inheritance of salvation, into the joy of salvation, right now, on three, I want you to just pop your hand up. One, Jesus loves you. He gave up everything just for you. He died on the cross for you. He would leave the 99 for you. Two, He's calling you right now. I don't know who it is, but He's calling you right now. He's tugging on your heart. He's whispering to you right now. And He's saying, choose me. Three, if that's you, just pop up your hand right now. If that's you, just pop up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? I don't wanna miss anybody in the room right now. If there's anybody that wants to start that journey, 
Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray all together as a family. Dear Jesus, thank you. I admit that I'm a sinner. And I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I choose you to be my Lord, to be my Savior forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on, let's just thank Lucanio. Let's honor him. Awesome message. Come on. Awesome. You guys can take your seats. For everyone who gave their life, you might have put your hand up. Maybe you just prayed their prayer and, and you, you didn't put your hand up. We would love to pray with you. We'd also love to celebrate with you. Of course, we put a cross on the wall at the back. Um, it's almost declaring publicly um, just, you know, what Jesus has done. And then, of course, we encourage you to take the next step of obedience, which is water baptism, which we're actually going to do right now at the end of the service. So, so if you are ready to be water baptized, you can with your clothes. You can go ladies to the ladies, toilets, gents to the gents. Um, if you would like to get water baptized, and a baptism is the first step of obedience. It's a public confession of your faith. It's a, it's a public declaration, declaring publicly what happened on the inside of you. It's the wedding ring of Christianity. This ring tells you I'm married to Leanne, but, but what happened in our hearts, that's the key thing. And then we put the ring on each other's fingers to declare what happened on the inside of us. Water baptism declares publicly what happened on the inside of your heart. And I encourage you, if you haven't taken that step, don't delay it. The, the only first step before that is receiving Jesus, your Savior. It's the first step of obedience. And of course, if you're struggling with the first step, you know, how, how much you're gonna struggle with the second, third, or fourth. So, so don't, don't delay, you know. Once I got saved and I heard I need to get baptized, that was it. You know, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm totally open. What do you want me to do? What's my next step? And even as you do it, I believe that you can experience just um, everything that God has for you as you take the next step. So if you are getting water baptized, why don't you get ready right now? And then for everyone who's given their life, um, if you haven't yet done it, on our website, viewchurchtailview.co.za, we've got Following Jesus. It's a seven-step course you can do in the comfort of your own home. You can do it on your device, and it's gonna help you get your foundations. It's a phenomenal course. I encourage if anyone, even if you got saved a year ago, if you haven't done it yet, just go onto our website. I encourage you to do it. Of course, if you wanna keep building, you just sort the foundations out, you know? And once you get those foundations, um, you can really start to go on this journey with Jesus. I thought that was an incredible message. And, um, um, but, I want to encourage you, when you've heard a message like that, we can go awesome, but, but the key is to actually put it into practice, okay? And so even can you gave you questions, and maybe you um, didn't take things down, that will be online this week, but go write those questions down um, and actually start to ask yourself some questions. Uh, but even watching Lacanio and then looking at our team, going to uh, Camps Bay and um, even looking online at what's happening at View Rep, View City, at View Kids, you know, um, Kayla has been here for young, like just seeing what happens at Life Church also reminds me that we, we have come from a great legacy of people who raise up people. Uh, just this paparazzi, I can't believe it. I'm like, it happens all the time, guys. Anyway. You guys just don't know my struggles. Anyway, um, but, but, 
And see how I'm going with it. I have to go with it. I paid that guy just to do that, just so that you guys think I'm important. Because after he spoke, you guys are like, get off the stage, bro. What are you doing? Shut up. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> but I also again want to honor Graham and Jenny for building a church that raises people up, equips people. Come on, let's just, they're not here, but, but we, let's not forget what this church is about. So cool. So listen, we're going to be outside. Remember, if you go to a wedding and you hear people doing the vows, you have to be still. Okay. And so when people are getting baptized, we want to celebrate them. So let us pray with them. And as they come out the water, let's celebrate. And um, yeah, we've only lost three people in water baptism um, over the years. But think about it. Anyone who gets water baptized and passed away goes straight to heaven. Anyway, bad joke, bad joke. Never happened. But, but it's not a bad, listen, I baptized people in Zambia and the guy was like, hey, there's a croc over there. I was like, awesome. And then I just walked further up. He says, we're baptized here. I was like, I was just sprinkling them with water after that. I wasn't gonna go. But I did, I baptized this guy and I came up with a croc, but he was a Christian. He was a Christian crocodile, so it was cool. Anyway, and like, as I'm about to receive this Lord bless one, anyway, I'm mad, Jack. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm here all night. Um, cool. Remember, new people, as you walk out, straight out, there's gonna be your first cappuccino, uh, please, and then you can use your vouchers. So new people, as you walk straight out the doors, grab your cappuccino. God bless you guys.